Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au. God. Hallelujah. Isn't the Lord good to us? So exceedingly good to us. It's my great privilege to be with you and to uh, rejoice and see what the Lord is doing here in this church and in this school and in this ministry. And um, I know that you know that you have some very special gifts to you in the uh, package of your uh, ministers. The Bible said, God Ascended, Jesus ascended, he gave gifts unto men. And uh, you have some very special people here in the Caminettis that are your gifts. Thank you, Lord. Let's release faith together right now that in the next few minutes you will hear, not from a man, but you'll hear from him. How many believe hearing from him change your life if you'll heed it and respond to it? So, Father, in Jesus' name, we agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing, asking you for ears to hear, asking you for revelation of truth that makes free. And we purpose to receive it and to do it, to keep it. And we thank you that as we do, you will certainly be faithful and watch over your word and perform it in the lives of those who do. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. You can be seated. Thank you, Lord. If I could get this back down on the floor, I wind up there anyway. <laughs> Would you open your, your Bibles, please, this morning to uh, the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians, one of the things that... Um, Rama is known for being founded by Brother Kenneth Hagin Sr., who's in heaven, and the whole Hagin family, is faith. Did you know that? That's not news to anybody, is it? I mean, <laughs> faith. Some people think that uh, Mark 11, 23, and 24 was written by Kenneth E. Hagin, <laughs> but it was not. It was, <laughs> it was by the Lord Jesus. <laughs> long before Brother Hagin was born. But uh, I want to share with you some on the subject of faith this morning. But the challenge will be uh, to not assume you already know what we're talking about. So if, if you would, purpose in your heart right now to hear these things as though you've not heard them before because there are truths here you have not seen. And that's one of the tricks of the enemy to get you thinking you know something when you don't. How many know that nobody has exhausted the light, all the light and truth from Mark 11, 23 and 24? You hadn't seen it all. You've seen a tiny, tiny little bit. Well, in 2 Corinthians, 
the fifth chapter, 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 is a verse that's familiar to our camp. And it simply says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Have you heard, how many's heard that before? I want to see your hand if you've heard that before. Huh? How many know all there is to know about that verse? And, huh? <laughs> okay, don't put your hand up. Don't. <laughs> Said out loud, we walk by faith, not by sight. Come on, let's say it together at least two or three times. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Let's say it together. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Now say it this time, I. For I walk by faith, not by sight. So he, he's giving us two completely different ways. When he says walk, this is how you live. The scripture also says, the just shall live by faith. Faith is not just how you get born again. Faith is how we are to function. From the time we get up in the morning till the time we go to bed, faith is the appropriate response to every situation. And notice, uh, we walk by faith, not. By sight. By sight refers to what you see, but not just what you see, everything in this sense realm. What we see, what we feel, and the reasonings that go along with it. The emotional feelings that go with the physical feelings. And you can live by that, and most people on the planet live by that. The main thing that's impressing them and that they're going by is what they see, what they, uh, what they feel physically, and how they feel emotionally that's connected to the physical feelings. And a sign of spiritual immaturity is to continually be talking about how you feel. <laughs> I just don't feel like this, or I just, I felt so good, and then all at once I didn't feel good, and I just felt so bad, and that means you're not walking by faith. When you're focused on feelings, you've forsaken faith. You're not living by faith. And here's the big, here's the big revelation. Faith is a choice. Living by faith is a choice. It's a choice between going by what I feel and see or going by what I believe, what he's told me, that may seem completely incompatible with what I'm feeling and seeing. It's a choice. Have you ever heard somebody say, I'm sorry, I just can't believe that. I just, I just can't believe that. That is a lie. Don't care who they are. There's no such thing as someone who can't 
believe something by nature of what faith is. Faith's not based on what you see or feel or understand. It's a choice. So to say it accurately, what they should say is, I choose not to believe. It's a choice. Faith is a choice. Say it out loud another time. I walk by faith, not by sight. I choose to believe, to believe God, to believe his word, no matter what I see or what I feel. Every day of our life, well, I'm, I'm talking now, but <laughs> I didn't tell you, did I? I appreciate you being hooked up. Every day of our life, it's a choice. Every, everything that comes up in your life, you'll, you'll have to choose. Am I going to let this move me? Am I going to get upset by what I see or don't see or feel or don't feel? Or, or, there's another way to respond. There's another way to live. I don't have to act like all the unsaved world does. I can respond in faith. And faith is victorious. Amen. Hallelujah. Faith is an overcomer. Uh, the scripture says in 1 John that whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Uh, Brother Hagin uh, said this oftentimes. He said, the spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. And this begins to show how you can detect faith. There's no such thing as being depressed and being in faith. If you're depressed over that, you are not in faith about it. Did you hear me, friend? Even if you made a good confession that morning about it. <laughs> if you are depressed over it. The Lord gave me this phrase some years ago. Years ago. Uh, doubt despairs, complains, and is sad. Faith rejoices, gives thanks, and is glad. <laughs> Can I say that again? Doubt does what? Despairs. What else does it do? It complains. If you're complaining about it, you're not in faith. Hmm? See, a lot of people have talked about faith. There's a whole lot of talk about it, not nearly as much actual living by faith as there is talking about faith. And a lot of what people call faith isn't faith. The Bible talks about unfeigned faith which means genuine, real faith. Why would the scripture have to define real faith? Because there's other stuff that's called faith, but it's not real faith. It's not genuine. Faith rejoices. Excuse me, let me back up and say it again. Doubt despairs. If you believe something good, what you got to despair about? Right? Let's say you got a bunch of bills piled up, got no money to pay them. 
But you've sown seed and you believe God's heard your prayer and you believe that God supplies all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You're expecting everything to be taken care of. What do you got to cry about? <laughs> what do you got to be upset and depressed over? See, if you're depressed and sad over it, you have chosen not to walk by faith. You've chosen to walk by sight. Come on, can you see that? If you got symptoms in your body, you know, even if you got a bad report from the doctor, if you believe he took your infirmities, bore your sicknesses, carried your pains, by stripes you're healed. If you believe with long life, he'll satisfy you and show you his salvation that no matter what it takes, he's going to get you through this. You're going to be okay. You'll recover. You'll live out your life. What do you got to be depressed over? Y'all with me or not? What do you got to be, you know, despairing about? If you're despairing over it, you're not believing. You've chosen to walk by sight, not by faith. Doubt despairs, complains, and is sad. Faith, come on, help me out. Faith does what? Rejoices, not based on anything you're seeing or feeling, based on what you believe, based on what the Lord's told you. By His Word and by His Spirit, faith rejoices, gives thanks, and is glad. The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. The spirit of faith is the spirit of the overcomer, the more than a conqueror. So it's not, no such thing as, as griping and complaining about it and being depressed over it and being in faith. Can't be. Because when you actually get in faith, you stop being depressed about it. You stop complaining and griping about it, and you start praising God for the victory. You start rejoicing. You start giving thanks. Can you say amen? amen? Now in this same passage, just back up just a few, all of this flowed together, so we're really looking at it in reverse, but back up to the fourth ch uh, chapter, we were in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, in the fourth chapter, in verse 13, he says, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken, we also believe and therefore speak. Notice he said spirit of faith. Faith is not of the head. Faith is not mental. He said spirit of faith. Romans 10 says, for with the heart, man believes. You don't believe with your head. Faith is not based on reasoning. It's not based on any statistics or any, any facts. It's based on external facts. It's based on the truth. The truth of God's word and you don't have to understand it to believe it. Come on, you hear me now. That's when people will say, well, I, if I can't understand it and, and I, I, don't, I don't understand the proper analysis of it, I'm sorry, I just can't believe that. Wrong. You think you're smarter than God. <laughs> and, and you think you have to understand it before you believe it. Faith is a choice. And, and faith is submission. You acknowledge 
God's smarter than me. If he said it, it's right. Whether I understand it or I don't. And I'm going to choose to believe it right now. Whether I understand it or not, I trust him. So I'm going to, I just choose to believe it. Brother Hagin said when he was a little boy, he couldn't figure out how that a brown cow could eat green grass and give white milk and you could churn it and make yellow butter. He couldn't figure that out. But all the while he's trying to figure that out, he's enjoying the milk. He's enjoying the butter. Do you have to understand it to enjoy it? Do you fully understand how that Jesus taking stripes heals you? Do you fully understand? No. Do you fully understand all of the substitution that you don't? You don't. You don't have to. You can just believe it. Hallelujah. And be enjoying the benefits while the Lord continues to teach you and add to your understanding, which is going to continue throughout our whole life and past this life. <laughs> but if you wait until you can figure it all out before you believe, you're just going to be left out. You're just going to be excluded. People say, well, prove it to me and, and I'll believe and demonstrate it to me. That, that's not how it works. Okay? If you are going to be hard-headed and stubborn and elevate your little intellect up with God's, then to you it'll be like there is no God. And you won't see evidence of it, and it won't be because it's not there, it's because you've refused to believe. Hmm? It's not see. You heard, ever heard people say, seeing is believing? Nothing could be further from the truth. No. The psalmist said, unless I had believed to see, he'd have perished. No, you believe, then you see. You say, I have to see it first, sad, but you'll be left out. And it won't be God's choice. It'll just be your, your rebellious attitude, your refusal to believe. But if you choose to believe before you feel and see, you will see some things. You will understand some things. You will experience some things. Hallelujah. Notice in, in 2 Corinthians 4, back up to the 8th uh, verse, he describes the spirit of faith. 2 Corinthians 4, 8. And it also is insight into walking by faith instead of walking by sight. It, he said, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. This is further description of walking by faith, not by sight. Do you, do you hear the language? Does it sound the same? Troubled, not distressed. Perplexed, not despairing. Walking by faith, not by sight. Now, some people, you know, if they'd have been hearing this today, they'd have wrote back to Paul and said, now don't confess that you're troubled. <laughs> and don't, don't, don't say you're perplexed. Well, that's a lack of understanding of faith. 
If you got trouble on every side, you got trouble. <laughs> it's there. That's not the issue. The issue is how do you respond to it? Do you respond according to what you're seeing, all the trouble you're seeing, or do you choose to respond in faith? Just because you've got trouble, oh, is everybody awake now? This is so important. Just because you've got trouble, just because you've got a lot of trouble, does not mean you have to be distressed over it. Anybody here or not? Huh? Walking and living by faith doesn't, doesn't mean you're never going to have anything to deal with. You're here in this world. It's full of the curse and the evil spirits and crazy people. You're going to have to deal with some things. Living by faith doesn't mean you'll never have to deal with it. Living by faith means you will deal with it in a completely different way than unsaved people do and, un and people that don't know God. You can have trouble all around you and yet, somebody say yet, 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 yes. what? I'm not stressed over it. I'm not distressed. How can that be? Because you got the peace that passes understanding, keeping your heart and keeping your mind and because you've made a choice of what to look at. Something real simple. If you're looking at something on TV, let's say, and it's upsetting you and bothering you, what would be a simple solution? <laughs> it's kind of like the old joke of the guy that went to the doctor and he said, Doc, it hurts when I do this. He said, Well, don't do that. <laughs> If what you're looking at is distressing you and bothering you, it's so simple. But the enemy confuses people. What should you do? Stop looking at that. Stop looking at that. Change the channel. Look at something else. Now what we're talking about now is where the battleground is in your mind. The scripture says in Romans 8, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And if you're carnally minded, you mind the things of the flesh. But to be spiritually minded, you mind the things of the spirit. It's what you have on your mind, which is what you're looking at spiritually. And you do have control over your mind. Don't let the devil lie to you and tell you you can't help what you think about. This is true spiritual conflict and warfare. The Bible said, you know, though we, in 2 Corinthians 10, though we walk after the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal or natural, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And the rest of the passage says, casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought. This is where the, the fight of faith is. This is where the spiritual conflict and battle is. What you look at, what you think, what you let yourself dwell on. 
If you're depressed and scared and upset and distressed, you've been looking at the wrong thing. No, no ifs and ands about it. And to say you can't help it is a lie. The Lord told you, look at something else. Right? I'm, I'm just saying the same thing our text said. We walk by faith. Walking by faith is looking at what he told you. Thinking about what he told you. Talking about what he, he told you. Walking by faith is thinking about what you're seeing. What you're feeling. The trouble. The pain. The debt. The lack. What somebody said about you, what somebody did to you. If it's distressing you, you're look, you've chosen to look at the wrong thing. I know some years ago at uh, healing school where we were able to minister there with uh, Miss Patsy and Brother Hagin's ministry. I was ministering one day to a lady and, and she had uh, just come out of her, I don't know, fourth or something amount of time that she'd spent in a mental institution. And... Uh, Endeavoring to help her and minister to her. And uh, in talking to her, the Lord prompted me to share with her Joshua 1.8. It said, uh, this book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate in it night and day. And I began to share that with her. And she just spoke right up. She said, you can't do that. You can't meditate in the word night and day. <laughs> And it, at first, I didn't know what to answer. But, you know, a lot of people, they didn't say it, but they thought it. You can't meditate in the Word of God night and day. And it just came right out of my spirit. I said, no, dear. I said, first of all, the Lord, if you couldn't do it, he would have known that. And he wouldn't have told you to do it. But you're already meditating on something night and day. <laughs> oh, come on, can you see this? It's not a matter of whether you can think on something night and day. You already are thinking on something. And I said, and it's obvious from the, the torment you've been going through, you've been thinking on the wrong thing. Hmm? To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. The scripture said in Isaiah, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. It's a choice, and, and I'm not telling you it's always easy. The enemy is persistent. He will bring thoughts and feelings to you 1,500 times a day, 2,000 times. He'll bring it to you, bring it to you, and if you don't watch yourself, you will have been looking at it and thinking about it for the last 15, 30 minutes, and if you, if you have, you'll, you'll sense you start losing your joy, you start losing your peace, you start getting distressed and upset and confused, but really, it's your fault. Come on, are you with me or not? Because you have let yourself do it time and time again. You've you got to catch yourself and say, quit that, quit that. <laughs> Get, turn your head away from that. Is that right? Look at this. What did the Lord say? Come on, are y'all with me or not? What did the Lord say? He said, with long life, I'll satisfy you and show you my salvation. I'm not dying young with this. I'm not dying prematurely with this. By his stripes, I'm healed. Nothing's too hard for him. Whatever it takes, he will show me. 
in the spiritual, in the natural. I will get it. I will overcome. I'll live out my life. I'll finish my race. I'll finish my course. When I said just me talking about that, you got stirred up. Why? Because when you're looking at the right thing, it doesn't depress you. It doesn't confuse you. It doesn't weaken you. When you're looking at the Word of God, it's alive. And it quickens you. And puts life into you. And puts health into you. And strength. Wisdom. Praise God. Does it matter what we look at? Does it matter what we let ourselves think about? And talk about? Oh, it does. I said, oh, it does. Troubled, but what? This is 2 Corinthians 4, 8. Help me out. We're troubled, but what? Not. Come on, somebody say it out loud. Not. Not, not distressed. Can you have all kind of trouble that you're dealing with and not be stressed out over it? Not be distressed. It's possible. It's possible. If you choose to walk by faith instead of walking by sight. Perplexed. What does perplexed mean? Perplexed means you don't know. Kind of like a cartoon drawing of a character with the big balloon and a great big question mark over their head. That's perplexed. <laughs> perplexed is like, huh? What just happened? What's going on? Where am I? Perplexed. Just because you don't know, come on, read the rest of it. Perplexed, help me out, help me out. But, what not? In despair. Do I have to get down because I don't know? People do. I've had people look at me and go, yeah, yeah but it's, I don't understand. And if I don't understand, then I can't be happy. You're wrong. You're wrong. You can be clueless and happy. Yeah, yeah, you can... You, you cannot have a clue what's going on. Somebody said, well, that's just being naive and stupid. No, not if the reason you're happy is not just because you're oblivious. The reason you're happy is because you know in whom you've believed. And it doesn't matter if I don't know, he's going to take care of me. And even though I don't know, I trust that he will cause me to find out what I need to find out. By the time I need to find it out, and if I, there's some things, it doesn't matter if you know it or not. You, if you got something wrong with you, you don't necessarily have to find the Latin word for the disease to get healed. You can get healed, never know what was wrong with you. Hey, healed is healed, right? I mean, huh? Your needs can be met. I mean, there, there are so many different ways God can do things. You can think, well, it has to happen this way, and I got to, you know, do a study course to find out about. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. And even before you know a lot or anything, you don't have to be in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Never believe the lie that you are alone. Never believe that you've been abandoned. And forsaken and alone. Didn't the Bible say the Lord is with us. He's on our side. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Is it true? Is it true? 
I've heard people say, well, I'm just, so, I'm just so tired of being alone all the time, and I live alone, and I'm all the time. Are you saved? Yeah. Well, then quit insulting the Lord. He's with you every day. And you're talking about, how many know if you are with somebody, and, and, and they're saying, I'm just so tired of being alone, and, and you're going, hey, I'm right here. I'm so tired of being alone. What about me? Is the Lord real or not? He's with you. 24-7, never leaves you for Come on, somebody said out loud, I'm never alone. I am never alone. And even, the, the psalmist said, if my mother and father forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. And this is what being persecuted, is, it's not fun. And there'll be times that people may talk about you or talk against you. Are people that you thought were your friends? Maybe you were wrong. <laughs> they, they never were. But even if they were and they changed their mind, still, you are not forsaken. Come on, say, I'm not, I'm not alone. I'm not forsaken. It goes on to say, cast down, but not destroyed. One translation says, knocked down, but not knocked out. Just because the enemy got a punch in on you doesn't mean you lost the battle. Doesn't mean you lost the war. In fact, the Lord's already won for us. Right? All we got to do is not quit. Not give up. But you'll, you'll hear people that don't understand. Something happens. They get broadsided. They find their head where their feet were just a few moments ago. And they go, and you hear people go, I don't understand. I'm a faith man. This is not supposed to be happening to me. I'm a faith man, and you don't sound like a faith man. <laughs> That's not how faith men and women talk. <laughs> but this is a trick of the enemy. Anybody remember in, in, in Ephesians 6, talking about putting on all the armor of God, it says, and, and 1 Timothy talks about fighting the good fight of faith. What are we fighting against? Hmm? What exactly are we fighting against? Ephesians 6 says it like this. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles. Wiles, the King James says, of the devil. Wiles has to do with the trickery. That's what we're fighting against. Is his subtle, deceptive, trickery. His, the enemy's primary weapon is deception. That's his biggest thing. And, and the way he, he tries to defeat Christian people is by deceiving them out of faith into walking by sight. The scripture says, we which have believed do enter into rest. And it also said in Hebrews, labor to enter into that rest. The fight of faith is to get away from walking by sight and walking by faith and not let the enemy get you back into walking by sight after you started in faith. Brother Kenneth Hagin Sr. also said this. He said, if the enemy can get you into the sense realm, he'll defeat you every time. But if you'll hold him in the faith realm, you'll defeat him every time. 
And it is so tricky and it is so subtle because we have a body and because so much of our life has to do with what we see and feel and perceive with these senses, it's easy to be moved by what you feel and see. And it's because of walking by sight, people get result-oriented. They get focused on results. Well, results of what? Of what you can feel and see. Go to Hebrews, please. The 11th chapter. Have you got a few more minutes? Can you, can you stay with me a little bit longer? Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Verse 1. Now again, let me remind you. Don't assume you know what I'm talking about. Right? Don't, don't think you got this. <laughs> thank, thank God, thank the Lord if you, if you know something about it, but it's a drop in the bucket compared to what there is to be known about it. That's with all of us. Hebrews 11.1, 1, what does it say? Now faith is the substance, or other translations say the foundation of things what? Hoped for. Hope is future tense. And what else is faith? Faith is the evidence of things what? Not seen. Two things you can say about faith according to this verse. Faith is not yet and not seen. Sometimes people hear that and think, oh, well, no, it says now faith is. Yeah, but as far as the results of what you're believing, it's not yet. And it's not seen. And it's only under those circumstances that you're actually in real faith. Not yet. Not seen. And the trick of the enemy is to get you to looking at what you don't see, hasn't happened, and get you upset about that and get you out of faith. It's very simple, but the enemy opposes it so vehemently that it takes the Holy Spirit revealing it to you. It's not that it's, you, you, we're slow and can't get it. It's because there's opposition against this revelation. Keep, keep reading. Uh, verse 4. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and he being dead yet speaks... That's what Brother Tony was talking about. How did Abel give a better offering? He did it by faith. What was not seen and not yet. Get this. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. For, but without faith it's impossible to please him. Now get verse 5. Enoch pleased God. Verse 6 talks about it's impossible to please God without faith. So Enoch did it by faith. When did Enoch please God? When he was translated? No. Are y'all reading the scripture? 
Verse 5, are you there? Look at it. For what? Before his translation, he pleased God. Well, what was happening before he was translated? His faith. He was in faith about it. He was in faith about drawing closer to God. He was in faith, you know, in my mind, Enoch heard stories of Adam and Eve talking about communing with God in the cool of the day and, and, and how they messed it all up. And, and he just wasn't satisfied with that. And now nobody can talk to God like that anymore. And he thought, no, why not? <laughs> I want to talk to God too. But they, it didn't seem like the way was uh, available or accessible. So he just went out in the woods one day and by faith said, God, I don't see you, but stories that grandpa and grandma tell about you sound so awesome, and they could talk to you, and I'm just going to talk to you and believe, believe that you hear me. I'm just going to talk to you and believe that you'll be aware and that, that you'll respond, and he did this for years, and his faith grew, and he got closer, and he got closer. And he got closer until he just left here and got really close. But it wasn't the, the results of the translation that pleased God. It was the faith. When Jesus was baptized in the river Jordan and he came up out of the water and the father said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. It was before he did teaching and preaching and miracles. It was before the cross. Come on, can you see this? It was before. Somebody say before. 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 Faith is before. Before you see it, before you feel it, and the faith is what pleases God. I know some years ago, I was believing for a thing. I had asked the Lord for it and was believing, expecting it. And months went by, it didn't happen. A year went by, a year and a half went by. And Phyllis and I were going to eat in the restaurant, my wife and I, and thoughts came to my mind, that's not working. You're further from that than when you started. That's never going to happen. It's not working. I'm talking about just thoughts. Just thoughts came, it's not working, it's not working. And so I, we went in the restaurant, and I didn't say anything. This is just something that's going on in my mind, and and I told Phyllis, I said, I'm going to go to the restroom and wash my hands. And, and while I went to the restroom, I'm, I'm standing there over the lab washing my hands. And it just kept coming to me. It's not working. It's not working. And the Spirit of God inside me, somebody say, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit inside me, he spoke up and said, uh, who's telling you it's not working? <laughs> who's telling you it's not working? I thought, well, it wouldn't be the Lord that tells me that faith's not working and his word's not working. I mean, that'd have to be the enemy, right? He said, isn't the enemy a known liar? <laughs> I thought, yeah, yeah. Why would he tell you it's not working? Hmm? And, and, and I'm, I'm going to interject this. What, what would you be basing it on that it's not working? Well, it's not working. Based on what? You see what I mean about result focus? What you see, 
It's not working. Well, it's not working. According to who? Based on what? Faith. If you're in faith, it's normal. You don't see it. <laughs> right? It's evidence of things not seen. If you're in faith, uh, somebody said, well, if I see it, I'll believe it. It'd be too late to believe it then. <laughs> it's too late for faith then. <laughs> I, so I, I stood there and I thought, now hold on. Why would he be telling me it's not working? Why would he care? If it's not working, why say anything? He should be happy about it. Why is he bugging me that he's telling me it's not working? He's a known liar. Come on, saints, help me out. Why is he telling me? Because it is working. It's working behind the scenes in the spirit realm. It's working. It's about to break out where you can see it and feel it. If he can't get me to quit, it's going to manifest. If he can't get me to stop. I just stopped and laid the soap down. I said, you sorry liar. It is working. It is working. See, why would I say it's not working? Based on what? That means I, I've stopped believing God. Now I'm walking by sight. Not working because of what I see or don't see or feel or don't feel. I've quit faith and chosen to walk by sight. But if I'm in faith, I don't have to see anything to believe it's working. I don't have to feel anything. You know, beware of this. I've had people many times uh, say, you know, Brother Keith, uh, I've got some symptoms in my body. I'm going to the doctor. Believe with me that I'll get a good report. And I say, no. You say, no, no. Why? Because they're putting more faith in the visual, the results of a visual test. They're on the word of God. I mean, if you get a good test, you believe it. If you get a bad test, you're not going to believe it. There's no faith involved at all. Come on, can y'all see me? I know you can see me. Can you see what I'm talking about? Hmm? No, it's so easy to slip into walking by sight and put your focus on external results. And if you don't see them, it's not working. No, faith is the most exciting way to live. It's not easy on the flesh. It's not. It can be hard on the flesh. But it's a choice. And if you make the right choice, you can tell it on people's face. If you, I'll ask Phyllis, my wife, every once in a while, I'll say, what are we excited about? What are we excited about? Why? Because Faith is excited. It's the substance of things hoped for. That's expectation of the future. If you're excited about something that hasn't happened yet, you're in faith. If you're excited about something you don't see or don't feel, you're in faith. And if you're excited about it, no matter how bad it is around you, God is pleased with you right now. Not when the symptoms leave, not when the money comes in, it's the faith that pleases him. Oh, come on, can you see this? It's not when the results change. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Before he was translated. Oh, hallelujah. 
before he was translated, before Jesus did any miracles or went to the cross, the Father said he's pleased with it. Before you accomplish anything that people can see, if you've got a heart full of faith, which is evidenced by joy and peace, God's pleased with you right now. Right now. Your body can be in, the, in terrible shape. Symptoms of all kind of problems. It's not your job to heal yourself. You can't. But you can believe you've received your healing. You can thank God that by his stripes you're healed. Right? You can make up your mind, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not, I like what Brother Paul said. He said, none of these things move me. What does that mean? He, he believes what he believes no matter what he feels, no matter what he sees, no matter what kind of circumstances that he's in, and that makes your father smile. How many want to make the father smile? Come on, you want to make the, the father smile? Then when there's trouble all around, it doesn't stress you out. When you don't know, you're not despairing and desponding. When you're persecuted, you say, I'm not alone. God's with me, and if he's with me, who can be against me? Even though you might get knocked down, the enemy might get a sucker punch on you. You don't lay there and cry and go, what's wrong, what's wrong? You go, I don't care if you're entangled in the ropes, in the ring, and it feels like you're being pummeled, and your nose is bleeding. You look through the, through the, through the blood and through the ropes, and you go, I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. In fact, I've already won. Oh, hallelujah. And if you do that, that's the spirit of faith. That's the spirit of victory. And he always causes you to triumph. Praise God. Stand on your feet, everybody. Stand on your feet. Somebody say glory to God. Praise be to God. I walk by faith. Not by sight. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.